Hey y'all, this is Alan Mark from Hall You Can Eat. I just wanted to take some time before uh, our episode to address what's been going on here in the United States regarding the racism against Asian and Asian Americans and its recent boiling point with the killings of eight people in Atlanta this past Tuesday night. This, this does hit close to home. I myself am Asian American um, and just want to stand here to, in solidarity with our fellow Asian Americans throughout the country uh, dealing with these experiences, and in particular, the working-class Asian women who are especially targeted by these racist, misogynist, and classist acts. Steven here. Uh, Thank you for listening. Um, As the one who hails from NYC, I wanted to highlight a few of the organizations here fighting against anti-Asian violence. Um, The first one is Red Canary Song. They are a grassroots coalition of massage parlor workers based out of Flushing, Queens. They actually started a few years ago after a massage worker named Yang Song was killed during a police raid. I wanted to read from their statement they put up recently um, where they wrote uh, about the attacks in Atlanta, where they wrote whether or not they were sex workers or self-identified under that label, we know that as massage workers, they were subjected to sexualized violence stemming from the hatred of sex workers, Asian women, working class people, and immigrants. Their full statement is on their Instagram at Red Canary Song. You can learn more about them from the website redcanarysong.net and they have a number of other resources to read there as well. And a couple of the other Organizations here to check out and support um, CAV, C-A-A-A-V, Organizing Asian Communities, the National Asian Pacific American Women's Forum, and the Asian American Feminist Collective. Uh, These are just a few of many organizations here and across the country working against uh, anti-Asian violence and, and racism. So... We encourage you to read about what they do and support them, whether it's donating or volunteering your time. So thank you again for listening. Uh, please go check them out. Here to help call for action to anyone that can help that's there listening. There are a couple ways to do so. You can help donate to organizations and mutual aid funds that help support fighting this racism, such as you know the National Asian Pacific Women's Forum, uh, AAPI Women Lead. There's the Oakland Chinatown Ambassadors Program. There's also a lot of local mutual aid funds. There's one in Atlanta if you want to support them directly as well. I'll make sure that these are linked on our Twitter and other socials too. Uh, You can also just simply call out people if you witness any anti-Asian racism. It could be online, could be, you know, basic microaggressions that you can witness day to day as well. We also hope that you keep up this energy if you do help support, um, not only with, you know, Asian Americans, but also with uh, black and brown folk as well, women, queer and trans communities too. We can best combat this white patriarchal supremacy when we work together and have each other's backs So to all those out there that are listening and do take action to help support the Asian American communities here that are struggling, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And we love you and we appreciate everything that you do.
Day Buffet, sorry to keep you waiting. You're listening to How You Can Eat, your weekly comeback of K-pop commentary. My name is Chuck, and I am one of the co-leaders of the show. Each week, we take a brand new release and let you know what we think about it. But before we get to that, um, you've probably heard from the uh, beginning of the episode, um, obviously in light of all the events that have recently happened, specifically that in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, um, we we definitely want you to know that um, our hearts absolutely go out to all the victims and their families. Um, we're we're not gonna. Um, I'm sure there's tons of other news outlets for you to find out what happened. So um, all you need to know is that. Uh, I think I can speak for all of the leaders and uh, say that the events that did occur were absolutely heinous and despicable and that we should absolutely stop the discrimination, hate, and xenophobia of Asian, or against Asian Americans um, and Pacific Islanders. We just wanted to uh, give a moment for that, um, let you know that we are here for anybody that wants to talk to us. Um, we we certainly um, are left feeling very heartbroken and um, hope that um, some change and some just hope in the future can uh, be attained. So just wanted to start off that way. Uh, thank you. Thank you all for still taking the time to uh, listen to our episode and we'll uh, we'll do the best we can to kind of give uh give hope for uh, everyone out there um so so yeah um so i'll just quickly introduce both alan mark and steven both both of the other co-leaders are here in the show and we are going to be talking about two singles two uh i guess singles right are, are singles really singles anymore because like i'm used to singles being like you know the single, and then the club mix single, and then the uh, chopped and screwed version of the single. But like, it seems like with singles and K-pop, it's like there's one song, but then also there's two more songs sometimes. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm just noticing that this is just a thing now. I, I've been so I don't really keep keep up with singles because I, I just wait for those. Because like, how often do singles get included with like a full release? Like pretty typically right or are are they usually like one-off one-off releases um well first off that was my favorite intro for me so far or for us (laughs) Uh, (laughs) a lot a lot lot of deep puns i I don't know i didn't even catch them um, (laughs) it's a thinker it's for sure (laughs) but uh i guess to answer the question i guess well these are like single albums which weren't so on my radar like like growing up listening to music but uh i guess i don't i don't really know these are just like kind of their comebacks plus the a you said i don't know yeah i i i i'm just uh it's just funny how um because like the, the single the title of the single isn't even like they have their own title it's the because in in these two the single names or the album names they're not even songs in the album so it's just kind of they're almost like mini eps mini mini eps if, if mini mini albums yeah yeah 
yeah, it's 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 like it's almost like we just had these songs, and so let's just release it in some sort of package um, for uh, for you out there. But but we're gonna we're in a, in a way doing a quick bite, uh, as Alan Mark would like to say. Um, so we wanted to give some time for those releases that don't necessarily warrant our three hour long episodes even though this episode is probably going to turn into three hours knowing us we will always find something to talk about and the less songs we have the longer the episode will be uh, evidently so um so yeah let's uh let's start off uh this episode with obviously all of our beautiful and wonderful chefs have been cooking a lot of treats in the kitchen um, a lot to devour. Uh, so there's only one way for you to find out what's on the menu, and that's on Stephen's Specials of the Week. All right. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, so this week, I'm actually starting the week on Sunday because I saw there were a couple, uh, couple releases uh, that looked interesting to me. Um, so first is from a group I haven't mentioned too much in this segment, um, Stray Kids. Uh, Changbin and Felix, they released a single called Because I Like You, which is part of their uh, SKZ record series of songs. So they write these songs and then they just put them out. And like, it's not really an official release, but there's just a YouTube video of uh, of the audio. And they, they've had a few of these so far this year, but this is the first one I, I kind of noticed. So uh, check that out. And then another song from Sunday um, released because there's a Netflix show that, uh, or a K-drama that gets up new episodes every Sunday called Vincenzo. And there's a new song in the latest episode by Solar from Mamamoo called Adrenaline. Um, I haven't watched this show yet, but it, it always comes up on my recommendations. It's like that Italian, Korean, or like Italian-born Korean Gangster, it kind of it kind of looks interesting, but now I'm more intrigued now that we have a Mama Moose song. Yeah, does it also star someone from two a.m. or two p.m.? Sorry, oh, uh, it- I think so. I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking up right now. Okay, um, if it's not, I'm so sorry. I have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, we will go into. Monday, actually, I'm not going too far into the week for this for this segment, but uh, Monday. Oh, wait, did you find out, Alan Mark? Yeah, it was Tekion. Oh, oh Tekion, okay. I like him as an actor. So, okay, cool. Um, but going to Monday, two releases that day. First is Pentagon's new mini album called Love or Take with the title track Do or Not. Um, one thing I want to mention about this is the title track and another song on the album was co-written by a songwriter named Nathan, who maybe Ooh. we'll hear about a little more. Um, and London Noise also uh, has some credits on, on this album. Uh, same day, a debut mini album from Purple Kiss called Into Violet uh, with the debut title track called Ponzona. Um, that came out. Uh, they've had some pre-debut singles. One I mentioned before called Can We Talk Again, which I really liked. And I did listen to this mini album and I really liked it too. <laughs> so go. good luck to them. Go listen to that. And uh, lastly, on Wednesday, 
because this is a uh, Stan Luna podcast. Uh, <laughs> I have to mention that Weekly came out with a <laughs> mini album called We Play with the title track After School. I also listened to this song. I really like it. A great example <laughs> of like bright, playful K-pop. Um, but I do have a note about this album too. Um, the first track on the mini album is called Yummy. It's by a songwriting group based in Korea called The Hub, which has a member named Charlotte Wilson, who also wrote uh, or co-wrote Not Shy by Itzy. So Weekly's getting some uh, some big names on on their um, on their album. But that's this week's uh, specials. Nice, thanks, Stephen. Okay, so let's get to the uh, let's get to the meat of this episode uh like i said we are going to oh yeah did you, uh, did you have to you say said, something uh, yeah a lot of meat but today i feel like we're going a little more plant-based oh we're- yeah <laughs> <laughs> i prepared that one I, uh, but you let me uh, you gave me oh a- man <laughs> So I, that that caught me <laughs> off guard and derailed me absolutely in a good way. Uh, well, yeah. So we are going beyond <laughs> our normal, <laughs> our normal routine. Um, <laughs> sorry, and uh, I can't think of the other uh, plant-based meats <laughs> items out there. Um, him. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, this episode's already already great. Um okay. So we are we're not gonna have a full meaty meal, but we're gonna we're gonna go more plant-based, give you more chickpeas and lentils and uh beans and uh and tofu in your diet. So we're gonna definitely give you a lighter snack, um, but still, you know, fulfilling, full of protein and uh uh, we'll start off with our very first single, and I'll throw it to Alan Mark, uh, Encyclopedia Extraordinaire, to give you the rundown on our first single. Yes. Hello, everyone. It is me. I'm back. I got a bio for you. And the first one that we will cover today is Rosé. So this is actually kind of helpful. This is the first time we've kind kind of doubled up on an artist, uh, even though... On our first episode, the Black Pink, Black Pink, the album episode, I did not do a bio. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least I don't think I don't remember doing oh. one. I don't think you did. <laughs> no, no, no. We didn't think about doing bios. Yeah, but uh, initially, yeah. So I'll try to. I won't mention everything, but I'll. It was nice. This is actually a pretty short one. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Rose, born Roseanne Park, is a K-pop artist managed by YG Entertainment. Uh, born in New Zealand and raised in Australia, she auditioned for YG Entertainment when she, um, where she ended up getting, uh, training for four years. In 2016, she would then debut along with Jenny, Jisoo, and Lisa as the girl group Blackpink. Um, don't have to get too in-depth because we did mention them in the first episode, in our first episode, and that was you know, before all this, so... Uh, you already know them already at this point. Uh, Boombaya, as if it's your last, kill this love, all that good stuff. Um, then on March 12, 2021, Rose would officially debut um, her solo career with the single album R, 
which includes the lead single On the Ground and its B-side Gone, that was performed during Blackpink's Frigerville concert, The Show, on January 31st of the same year. Uh, yeah, So these songs would highlight Rosé's creativity as a singer-songwriter uh, with a bit of an indie flair, uh, having co-songwriting credits on both of these tracks. That's it. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> well, oh, wow. Uh, okay. Um, okay. I guess we're all caught off guard. Yeah. Uh, we were expecting um, a full uh, volume in Encyclopedia Pink, but I guess we just got a chapter, <laughs> so to speak. All right. So, Rosé, um, part of Blackpink. All you blinks out there. I had to look this up. Apparently... Um, I, I think this is correct. It was is the official fandom uh, entitled Ruru today. Did you guys look that up as well? I didn't did know Ruru. Yeah, uh, I think that was given to uh, her uh, Chinese uh, from her Chinese friend uh, fans. Oh. Um, I I'll, I'll have to double check. I hope it's the right Ruru. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I hope it's the right Rose, and it's not. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's it was really great to to get a release from her. I, I don't remember if any of like Jisoo or like Lisa have uh, or anybody else, um, anybody else, just like one other person, um, had a has a solo. Is this the first uh, Blackpink member to to have a solo release? No. Or? So Jenny did have a solo uh, single. Mm. I think two years ago, twenty nineteen. Yeah, if I recall correctly, the song is called "Solo." Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, that's easy yeah. to remember. Okay, okay, cool. Well, that's great. Uh, I mean, it's it's always nice to to allow these artists to kind of break out and kind of explore their own kind of um, styles and and um, and yeah, and uh, music that they want to explore. Um, mm-hmm. So. With that, oh, I sorry. would like to Solo start... Solo came out 2018. Just want to... Before Blinks get on my it. case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, Blinks. Uh, please email alamark at <laughs> <laughs> howyoucaneat at gmail.com <laughs> for uh, all your uh, complaints. Uh, so, so yeah, we like I said at the top, we uh, it's, it's fun that these singles kind of come out because they're not just singles. They're almost like doubles or triples because... They usually come accompanied with like you know another song that kind of maybe fits the theme of overall package they're trying to um, uh, present. But uh, I think for this uh, release, I I I didn't really have any expectations coming into it, and coming out of it, I kind of wish I did because I left thinking I left thinking like okay I. I I, I'm because I'm used to Blackpink, obviously, um, and I wasn't ready for what I was uh, what I was going to listen to, um, and I was hoping like a couple re-listens would have um, piqued my interest a little bit more. But I, I think I, I just want to say from the start for this discussion, I wasn't really a fan of these two songs, just from like an overall perspective. Um, I I. Think we should start with on the ground, obviously, but I, I think I I, I think just so you get, have some frame of context um, with my my words, um, it's coming from you know not I'm not necessarily I think the audience for these songs. I, I know there are people who love this this type of music, 
Um, but me personally, I it, I don't think any of them really jived with me. Um, I don't know if it's because I, I, I was just so unexpected or just mainly I thought I've heard these songs before. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, before we get to the album, I'm curious to 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 know what you guys were expecting like or if you guys are if your bias is rosé or you know like what what were your expectations coming into this album well i guess uh, i can start i mean uh rosé is my bias in, in blackpink um I also, mm, okay, okay. she's also a member of my group i'm Ms. bush so uh part like i like adding I like adding my, my biases. Oh, I, then I feel like I uh, completely slapped you in the face then. No, it's fine. My <laughs> because I kind of left feeling pretty similarly, I would say. Uh, I, I thought these songs were kind of just okay. Um, but I do feel like this is a genre or a type of music that Rosé is pretty comfortable in. And it's what I felt like she would sound like after watching the Blackpink documentary kind of saw like she I think they kind of showed her playing her guitar and like writing like lyrics or coming up with songs and I I think these these songs did they were like right for her but I think I just didn't like them as much uh but yeah I was really excited coming in because because she is my bias uh so not disappointed it's just like hey I, I, I was hoping to like them more yeah yeah what about you Mark? yeah um for blackpink jisoo is my bias but rose is my bias wrecker so um i was <laughs> looking i was still very much looking forward to this uh but um i think uh, going into this, I was really, I really was expecting like that singer songwritery type of vibe from her because, yeah, also from the uh, from the documentary on Netflix, like I think that that is my favorite scene when she's sort of on her guitar in the dark uh, um, studio trying to write oh songs. Oh my god, you guys, you both have watched the documentary. I feel so uh, behind. Oh I, th- I was gonna save it for when we. When we would like have a special for it, but I realized oh, I should have watched it when it, it came out. All right, I'll watch it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, sorry. But yeah, so I always I was expecting this singer songwritery type of stuff, but uh, I think this feels more like singer songwritery with the touch of YG into it. Um, I was ex- I think I was expecting more of it to like curve even more into like the acoustic, um, like. Taylor Swifty, uh, Tori Kelly type stuff, I think. Um, which she kind of like some of the melodies do feel that way, and we'll get into that. Um, so it's kind of weird because I do like, there's one song I definitely like more than the other, but I think uh, I, I did like it still, both tracks as a way to sort of mold and blend both of her sensibilities of where like her history pre like becoming a huge k-pop idol with her uh where she is now as a k-pop idol and i mean i think they sort of cover that too in the music video itself um at least that's my perspective on it uh, i mean uh but yeah i mean i think it overall it's i think a solid solo debut but um like 
don't know. Solo debuts from YG are sort of tricky for me. I've, I've, there's not a lot that I like too much, if I try to recall. Um, but I think if Rosé's able to show more of who, like her true self and writing style, then I think the more that comes out, the more I'm going to enjoy. All right. <clears throat> so uh, I guess we should just talk about the lead track on the single, On the Ground. Um, definitely a theme with both of these songs is clean guitars or, you know, somewhat palm, like palm muted. Um, just very much having th- that instrument be the main uh, sound that you hear throughout this uh, each of the songs. And I thought when you mentioned Tori Kelly and Taylor Swift, that's fun- That's very funny because I wrote those two names down as well. Um, I, I included... Um, uh, no, I, I included other female artists, but you know what? Taylor Swift and Tori Kelly make the most sense for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I definitely got a huge Taylor Swift vibe for at least the first track, especially when Taylor Swift goes less into the folksy country style mm-hmm. and does tries to be more poppy. Um, that's what I got in, from the very beginning um, with this song. Um, yeah, I think I was expecting more of the folksy stuff. For some reason, yeah, uh, maybe that's just how I equate singer songwriter like style music. Mm, that uh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and I, I guess sometimes I do like Taylor Swift, but sometimes I really don't. And <laughs> I definitely loved folklore. I don't like. I mean, I it's catchy, and I'll sing it over and over again. I'll sing. Um, uh, all the songs from like 1989 over and over again. I'll even some sing some songs from uh, Reputation. Is that the name of that album where she became edgy? I think. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't. It's 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 tough for me to say really critical things because I just don't want to say. I don't want to be mean to Rose. You know, <laughs> just like. Um, but I will say I really like she. Time and time again, uh, exemplifies her amazing vocal ability. Um, she sounded beautiful and um, obviously um, incredible singer. It's just some of the words and the the chords and the whatever other like sparse instruments they would add just sounded started getting more and more repetitive to the point where I was like, okay, now this is kind of now I don't want to listen to this song anymore. Um, and and yeah, I, uh, I I don't know if any of you guys mentioned this note, but uh, with the chorus, I just sounded like I was listening to Lonely Islands uh, through it on the ground. Because it just kept saying, no, because she just kept repeating that phrase like, on the ground, on the ground. <laughs> and then I just kept, th- all I could think was like, I threw it on the ground. Anyway, I don't know if you guys made that note. But I that's did what not. I did. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool, cool, cool. All uh, uh, right, uh, solo note. Um, all right. Uh, that so again, just like how I preface this conversation, I am coming with a, a a not liking of these songs. So uh, I'm curious to 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 hear if there are any parts that you did like, um, or any of you guys, if there are any parts that you liked or stood out to you guys. I mean, I did mention I was expecting more of the acoustic style, but uh, like singer songwriter stuff. 
Um, but when it first started, I sort of imagined and uh, I felt I felt like it was going to sound like one of those typical YG acoustic ballads that you hear. Uh, like the ones I think of are like Blackpink's Stay, 21's Lonely, Winter's Empty, stuff like that. Um, but um, I think when it shifts, uh, like the arrangement-wise at least, uh, the, when the synth comes in, that heavy low synth, I did enjoy that because it sort of subverted my expectations of what uh, I thought this song was going to end up being. Um, so it did turn out to be that sort of that hype YG infused into this um, sort of sentimental song, which was cool. Um, I mean, yeah, I think it elevated in that way. Um, and yeah, I think also really like the uh, arrangement wise, my favorite part though was probably the pre pre-chorus where uh, it sort of like um, opens up. It sounds like it opens up a little bit like the, um, what part of that? What's the lyric? Um, Is it like oh no, the I lost day, it. Yeah. Day? Okay. Every day and then the, wait, mm. is that what you're talking about? I don't know. Hold on. I need to listen <laughs> to it. You'd think that it's being all in English, I'd remember the lyrics more. But <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You might have to Sorry, cut out a whole bunch out. of this okay. part. <laughs> It's the an adult life just to get oh. right. It's to be like that part. I think that melody is probably the prettiest part, uh, prettiest melody of the song. Um, and just how the arrangement sort of flans a bit and gives more space for the vocals was really nice. Um, but yeah, otherwise, like I actually don't have too many notes um, like musically about this song. Um, yeah. I guess what I liked, I did like the mood of the song. I, I felt it was, it did sound pretty uplifting to me and like, it felt kind of empowering too. Um, but I guess some of the musical elements, I l- liked the, uh, at the end, like the very last chorus, the bass, it like descends and I, they didn't, they don't do that in the rest of the in the other courses, but I like that that change for the last one. Um, and then I think there are some interesting like choices, like in the beginning where she she says like hole in the wall, but kind of drops the H. So it's all in the it's, it's more like all in the wall. And I feel like that that was a, a, a choice. And as well as her delivery of the, the high note in the bridge, which I, I thought it was I like that. The way she sang that, it sounded kind of cathartic in a way. And, uh, but not, it wasn't like, it wasn't, it didn't like meet the, the chorus's mood either. So I thought it was, it was nice that she, uh, she was able to deliver different emotions. Um, but another point about the overall feeling, I thought the song sounded pretty like radio friendly, like mm-hmm. domestic. U.S. radio friendly, um, and like, re- like just very it has the sound of being kind of ubiquitous. Like I could hear it in, in like a prescription drug commercial about <laughs> well, where they they would say like, don't let this condition control your life, and then they would play everything like 
they would like play the instrumental. It like I feel like it would fit, and then over the the breaks with no lyrics, they would read the side effects. Like, ask your doctor about I don't know Simbolta or whatever. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Simbolta. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm making a note real quick for Alamark to uh, videoify this oh, segment no. right now. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, they're looking. Oh. <laughs> delivery people are looking for parking. With best, I'm sure they'll just ring my doorbell. Yeah, okay. <laughs> when they're here, no, but no, we, we got can you, keep got going. You. Yeah, yeah, we got you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was a. Uh, oh, I also liked when she goes. Um, they don't hear me though. They don't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. that. <laughs> it just got. So, I when I was just walking around <laughs> my apartment, I kept doing. Playing that part over in my head, like they don't. Mm. Hear me. It was just so the easiest part to to sing from that. Yeah, you do make a good point about how it does sound very like, you know, U.S. domestic friendly pop song. I I I wonder if this is them like sort of really pushing for like more Western, um, like I don't know, because both of these songs are all in English, uh, which makes sense. Like. Uh, she's Australian raised, like English is her like native language. So um, yeah, but I wonder if like this is them really trying to push to like breach that market even more. So because um, I mean, you could say with both songs, they don't feel like typical K-pop songs, which is no. I guess a, a shift yeah. for us on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I, I had a bunch of names like I had Selena Gomez. Jesse J. Like I had all these names that I just started thinking of like who are like typical ear candy radio uh US female artists um and the kinds of songs that they'll just put out. Like the it's almost like um uh oh my god, I forgot the name of the song. The ice cream song with Selena Gomez. Um, ice, ice, cre- ice cream. Uh, ice cream? <laughs> I think it was Oh, it's a- called ice cream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We'll just call it the ice cream song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The it's ice like, cream song with Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, noting this also to be put in. <laughs> put, uh, noting this as well. Um, but yeah, I, I I think I think I I don't um, that's why I didn't really like these songs because I, I just felt like it was great the first time I heard it on the radio, but mm-hmm. uh, hearing it again, I it's almost become a genre. Or you know, I I do feel some authenticity with they coming from Rose, um, like knowing that she is a great songwriter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if I didn't know it was Rose, I thought it. I would have thought it was like a great, you know, uh, a great. YouTube artists or a great like TikTok artist, you know, so like a, a great song that somebody like produced was able to make really it sound really nice and um, everything. But now knowing that it's rose and it's coming from you know so much production, like I, I agree, I, I forget if it was you or Steven uh, who was mentioning, but just feeling like there should have been a little bit more, um, more to these songs. Um, mm. Again, it could just be uh, they wanted to lay the statement that you're not going to get the Blackpink version of Rosé with with her solo career. Like you're going to get a more 
earnest or a more heartfelt version. And so, or a more, I mean, Blackpink is very empowering uh, for women. And um, maybe in a way, because Blackpink likes to treat women as incredibly badass and powerful. Um, where Rosé, I feel like, is trying to cater more to the more uh, uh, cater more to the more human side of women, uh, the more um, uplifting, the more encouraging, um, in, on an emotional, uh, mental uh, standpoint. So, yeah. I mean, I, I I just think that I I'll probably get into it a bit more with the music video as well. Like, this feels like music that is the most authentically rosé so far. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but I also think, I mean, these songs were still co-written by a whole bunch of people. Like, On the Ground was co-written by Amy Allen, John Bellin, Jorgen Odegaard, Raul Kubina, uh, and Teddy Park, along with Rosé. So it's like, it's still like heavily produced in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I know, I think, it's just, this is also her solo debut. So I think there's yeah. still a lot more room for Rosé to really show like there's a lot more potential for her to have a lot more room for herself too. Um, so I'm hoping that YG pushes more of these solo projects for their members, uh, for their artists. Cause I mean, this is only the beginning in my opinion. Yeah. Just, just like I was talking about how I liked folklore like that. I feel like it was once, oh, once Jack uh, Antonoff like hopped in and like kind of, like mold Taylor to a version that, you know, that everyone seems to like, I don't know, collect, like, cause she just won a, a Grammy for best uh, album of the year or something like that. Best record. I forget what it was, but um, it seems like, uh, it seems like we're, we're going to get um, multiple versions of Rose. So I, I am excited about that. So mm-hmm. um, you guys want to talk about the music video though? Yeah, uh, it, it's again. It was very. I was expecting because, like the okay, so the the first, I guess, f- four fifths of the music video are like, you know, it looks like typical Blackpink. Um, she's actually wearing Blackpink uh, or black and pink, um, and then it, it's it's got like a lot of powerful imagery. Uh, like fire, explosions, lights, and everything. But I feel like the best part of this music video that I enjoyed was just the end where it was just... It it, it sort of matched the song that I was hearing because it was just, there was just this weird disconnect. It felt like I was watching a Blackpink music video but was hearing Rosé at the same time. But the, the that scene where she's uh, floating up amongst the flowers, um, that's... The, you know, that's the kind of video that I thought I was going to be watching, you know, like, you know, more airy type scenery, more natural, more flowy. Um, um, and I guess that was the point of the music video, I guess. Like maybe she is breaking away from the Blackpink persona, the Blackpink fandom. Cause like there's a scene where she's like the back of the limo and it's doing like that cool nineties. Um, sorry, I keep jumping around, but uh, yeah, I, I, I want to start start off there because, um, you know, now that I'm thinking about the music video, I think that that was the intention. Like it, it wanted you to 
feel that way and then let you know that Rosé is able to break out of the mold and show more of her true self. And um, Anyway, I just answered my own question. <laughs> Let's talk about how amazing the outfits were. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'll throw it to you, uh, you Stephen, um, unless you have to step away. <laughs> oh, no, I'm good. I have my chairs now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To the listeners, uh, I ordered some chairs and they came <laughs> while we were recording. <laughs> Um, it was seamless. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, it was. Wait. Uh, it was not. Are you thinking about the brand? Yeah. Or never the, mind. The, yeah. The, I was the going to make a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's Deco. There. I don't know if they're available in all markets yet. But um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> video. Circles. That's right. Um, but uh, video. You mentioned some explosions in this video. Uh, I, I have to say, I, I'm glad that. Someone finally read the the blanket email I was sending out to all marketing companies or all entertainment companies. I said, "Stop showing these like rundown train stations. Just blow up some cars instead, please." And finally, blow up some they, electrical. They showed us, some, yeah, there's a limo on fire. Very exciting to see some destroyed vehicles. Um, yeah. Other other than that, I I liked some parts of like. When you were talking about her kind of being herself, one of my favorite moments was when she wrote her name on the mirror. Mm-hmm. She wrote Rosé. And then you see a little flash that says Roseanne after that, like uh, like, like her, her birth name. And then that, that actually made me think, like, is there another pop culture Roseanne that isn't, like... Roseanne, Roseanne <laughs> yeah, Roseanne. Like, <laughs> can we have Rose like be the Roseanne that oh, we think you, of? Oh, you want you want a Korean Roseanne? Oh no, she, we I, want her to I be the to, number one Roseanne. Yeah, like <laughs> oh oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay. And like I, I kind of it would be interesting if she, uh, like I don't know, somehow made her name her like not her stage name more part of. Her, her performing identity and like we could now associate the name Roseanne with something good like <laughs> or something better <laughs> um, unless <laughs> unless the other one changed course somehow but uh, I, I haven't looked thing. I haven't followed <laughs> you can probably get you can probably get Cy to play John Goodman's character <laughs> oh boy <laughs> maybe but yeah anyway yeah, no, I, um, I, yeah, go, no, I, I like, go ahead. I like that you mentioned that scene, Stephen, because I think that was my favorite scene throughout the entire music video. Because I think that best um, sort of visualized what I took away from it, which is sort of, um, or is it like this is where there's sort of, because there's also, she's playing piano with herself also in that scene or in that like set. So I, I saw this music video as sort of where the two Rosés, which is Rosé Blackpink and Roseanne, sort of coexisting. Um, because um, I think when you're you know in such a big group like Blackpink, you sort of have to, um, like that's sort of a persona that you put on, sort of like you're always sort of performing in a way at being an idol. And, you know, I mentioned this music feels more like Rosé as herself, the mo- like most authentic self of Rosé that we've seen yet. And I feel like this is sort of like 
the visually showing that this is where she's able to coexist in these two worlds, these two sort of forms of herself in one place in, through this music. Um, so I think I really like that, like just the, that visualization a lot. Also on the the steps that they showed, that that was mm-hmm. all her, right? Like, yeah, it was like it was just seven of hers. I thought it, I like the first time it came up. I thought, oh, they're like going to be dancers in this, and then I went back and then I paused it at that scene because I when I saw like the uh, the piano, the other piano player was her. I thought like all everyone else on the steps. Oh, I went back and was like, okay, they probably put all her on the steps too. But, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's like different iterations of her, just uh, like yeah, in different poses. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Then now that I'm like th- really analyzing this music video, I I do like the music video more than the song. Um, I just like it, it's just, um, and and I think that's that's where a lot of like singer songwriter music videos come from. You, you have a lot of Taylor Swift songs or music videos where it shows like the pop version of her versus like the real version of her, the one that she wants to show. And I feel like that's like a, a very common theme. And so um, I don't think you really get to explore that with a lot of these K-pop artists. It's uh, it's usually like, let's be as like loud and um, evocative as possible. Um, and so to have more of a subdued, I mean, obviously there are artists out there that are singer songwriters. And um, I, I, we will maybe eventually have time to cover them, but um, on a grander scale, you don't really get to see this kind of um, uh, kind of music in the forefront. And so, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I very much enjoy to get more um, solo, not only just in general with like JYP and like all the other uh, entertainment brands or uh, companies, but also just specifically for Blackpink. Like it's it's cool to... Um, see each of them kind of allow themselves to branch out and s- spread their wings, so to speak, and really explore different sides of music that they'd want. And I, that that's obviously why a lot, you get a lot of solo artists from these big major groups. Um, but um, yeah, uh, in, in, in that fr- in that mindset, I, I I think I'm like my my tune is sort of switching because now I'm having a greater a better understanding. Um, and even though I don't necessarily, it's not like my cup of tea. I I think it's very important that this kind of, these kind of songs are able to be released and um, produced and and whatnot. Um, Got to watch okay. a documentary. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> God. I, I thought we were doing like some like some how you can eat special. We're gonna watch it at the same time Just, and then like react at the same. Now you guys are gonna have like thoughts of it from like like six months ago. Oh man. Okay, okay. that's okay. I'll be the fresh. Fresh-faced uh, opinions, and you guys, you'll, you'll have it like marinade. It'll be um, like episode one all over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, please! I don't want to listen to that. We, we've gotten so much better as uh, time has gone on. <laughs> Redo the. Uh, we'll see how many views they have in a year. Oh, that game! Oh, o- uh, October us. How many does Jisoo's solo video have? <laughs> oh god, I want to see a Jisoo solo love, so bad. I I feel like I would be like the most excited for that right now. Mm-hmm. Between I, well, I guess between her and Lisa, but yeah, Lisa's coming out with one later this year, I think. <sighs> okay. Oh, you know I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
But yeah, GCO is just such a unique color tone. tone yeah. Voice. yeah. Sorry, I just want I have right. one more note about the music yeah, video. Ahead, sure. So I just want to point out that um, so the uh, writer Kate Hollowell um, did <laughs> a series of tweets when this music video did come out, where she ranked um, Blackpink music videos ranked by how sad Rose is in a car since you did mention <laughs> the limousine. <laughs> so check out that uh, her her tweets or that it was yeah. quite funny because she is quite sad in cars. Kind of a yeah. lot. <laughs> what? Uh, wait. Uh, what about the music video where she's running away from a car? Does that count? Oh as... uh, yeah. Oh yeah. No, that she's running away from the car and she's driving that car crying. Oh, I didn't realize. I didn't realize <laughs> she was okay. That must have been number one. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry. I, I, for some reason, I just only imagined her like doing that behind the back l- shot of her looking at the car. Anyway. No, nah, she. No, she's working those actor tears there. So. Mm. <laughs> Oh my god, that's that, that's incredible! That was killed okay. this love, by the way. <laughs> oh, that was killed this it's, love. Okay. Oh, 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 it was it was the kill this love song. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing, also one thing, just recommend watching. I like the uh, the Jimmy Fallon performance. I thought it looked really mm-hmm. good. Uh, just black and white, and the stage was really cool. And there was choreography too, which was not really in the video. So I, I really liked that that stage. That's awesome! Shout out to yeah. Rose and um, all all the different ways uh, she's able to perform this song. Um, okay, before we go, before we leave Rose, before we're gone, I think we should talk about her second single, "Gone." Um, this is this is again, uh, like we said at the top, combining that singer songwriter. Um, uh, kind of style of genre and i think this song more so was was a little bit less you know it, it felt like it was less produced it was just more like let's give whoever's playing the guitar if it's rose or somebody else let's just give them most of the uh instruments or the most of the instrumental time and then just ha- i i would i wouldn't you know what i would i would say this i would go as far as to say or i would I would go as far as to say that this would be a stool song for Rosé. <laughs> I this think would be in performances, solo, solo it's okay. been a swing song because <laughs> I think on oh, the show she yes, was. It yes. looked like she was like on a, a swing <laughs> or something uh, performing okay. this. I, I stand corrected. This is her swing song. Um, <laughs> swan song, swing song. Swing state, swing um, songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, oh, Stephen! I thought I came up with all the puns at the beginning. I know Stephen's on I fire thought, today. I thought, my, I thought my puns were flawless this episode, but uh, <laughs> I'm a new man. <laughs> Did you buy stools? <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, okay, okay. Swings <laughs> too. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were into that kind of stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ooh, Steven is just getting more and more exposed every episode. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> we, 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 are, um, we are finding out Steven's black kink, so to speak. Oh my mm. god. <laughs> okay, I tried. I tried. It's all, it's all with Steven today. Steven, just say the puns. Uh, I okay. think I'm all out. 
All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll replenish that uh, <laughs> tank. Okay, so gone. Uh, it, it is, this is, this one had the most, get, like, you know, guitar riffs and palm mutes. And this one, to me, sounded like the most Taylor Swifty or the most Swifty um, of all the songs. And I, it, it, it was just, um, even, like, some of the inflections, I I. Like, if you didn't tell me this was Rosé, I would have first thought it was Taylor Swift. And so I don't know if, like, that was kind of what they were trying to capture. Maybe they were thinking, like, that's what's popular right now. Um, um, I, I, I don't know the specific term for the, the style of singing Taylor Swift is doing in her songs. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I would say uh, it's close, but I do prefer this song over on the ground because I think it's it's it doesn't um it, it doesn't leave me wanting something more it from the get-go establishes what kind of song it's going to be and it just stays that that way the entire time and like yeah um it's 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 a great listen listen but I I think not knowing that it's not the lead single uh, probably benefited it um, for me at least, and it, it allowed me to just kind of you know appreciate it uh, for what it was, which was uh, a, uh, like it would if maybe it would sound very great acoustically. Um, yeah, uh, that's all I really had to say. Um, uh, what about you, Almark? Did you? Uh, what are your thoughts? Did you like this song, or did you like it more? Uh, I actually really love this song. Uh, if I'm oh, being cool. honest, this okay. song I really like. I like that it's more stripped down. It is closer to what I expected out of this um, sort of single album from Rose, being that uh, singer songwriter style that I was anticipating. Um, I mean, like, I mean, Rose auditioned for YG with a guitar and, and singing. Like that's how yeah. she auditioned. So it's sort of like. Showing up for an acapella group audition with a guitar, <laughs> which I did. Yeah. Oh, okay. you too, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, and that was my freshman year when I didn't get it. Oh no! <laughs> I think I I also showed up with a guitar. Now that I'm thinking about nice. it, I perform. Look I at performed, us. Uh, I performed Passions Lemonade. Of course you did. <laughs> look, look at us who would have I did not I did not do a voice song. to men song as we have known is the uh, is the, <laughs> the audition curse <laughs> yeah so um, yeah so uh, because of that you know like she ended up doing a lot more what you you know K-pop the dancing performing singing so yeah it's stuff like this that's um, that I expected a lot more and that's I think that's why I liked it a lot um, but also because I just really like the melody I love its simplicity Um which is sort of, I mentioned this is a very more Western style album single. Um, so it's, yeah, it deviates from what we're used to in K-pop. And this is was very refreshing as well to me, um, especially from everything that we listen to. I've listened to so much K-pop because of this podcast <laughs> that it was a nice <laughs> little break. Um, and like I mentioned, melodically, it does some really interesting things. Like in the chorus, when she sings that staccato gone, I really like mm, that. And it's not yes. easy also, especially since it's higher, a bit higher in her register. Um, like that's sort of yep, a sorry. difficult thing to do. The I think it's... Great note, yes. Uh, yeah, like for me, it's like a bit more comfortable range for me. But if, when you kick that up to... 
higher ranges, that's not easy to do. So um, like props for that writing choice as well. And um, this does feel a lot more authentically Rosé as well to me. Um, I think like how she sings it uh, comes off that way. And it makes sense. There's a lot fewer writers for this song as well. Um, so I think, I think uh, I would say I am the lone member who uh, preferred On the Ground of these two songs. Interesting. So if we are being our authentic selves. Wow. Yeah. Are, uh, Please elaborate. Usual. Yes. Um, I, it's not like I, there was a big difference, but I uh, generally, I think I prefer just a more straightforward pop sound. I love drums on it or like percussion on something. So mm. uh, I did, I don't think gone would have benefited from any drums or anything, but I think overall I just liked on the ground more. Um, I felt Gone was a good like companion in terms of the mood and like emotionally to uh, on the ground. And I probably would, if I were to listen to both, I would want to listen to Gone first and then have be uplifted by on the ground. Just mm, like okay. not necessarily have the order of these two be that way, but personally like if i want to like feel sad but then be you know like up, uh cheered up i would want to do on the ground after because I, I mentioned it does have like a very uplifting sound to it um i think i, I i'm not sure if i liked how it ended just kind of hmm. abruptly and it it felt kind of incomplete even though it was longer than, than on the ground, I, I I thought maybe it could have they could have played the guitar a little more, but I, I wish I don't know I kind of wanted something else at the end, um, but maybe they're, they're saying like I am the singer is saying I I'll be I'll be gone just like and I'll just disappear and like it just drops off at the end, but um, I don't know it felt yeah a little bit kind of in between like from beginning to end uh, from like a full composition I guess even though that's the, the whole song um there was a line I really liked uh I'll put a curse on her and you uh it's just when reading the lyrics I, I just it it's very like it that's you 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 have to really think like you have to be really angry at this person and like I just love that 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 sentiment of I'll put a curse on her and you. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just like that line, and it seems odd, but I, I just enjoyed hearing it. Awesome. Okay. Uh, do you guys have any? Uh, I guess final thoughts on this uh, single release, this single EP, mini mini album. Um, no, I feel like I covered. Already. I already. I feel yeah. like I covered most of what okay. I want to talk about. I think I just really uh, want to see more. I hope they really uh, develop her solo career a lot more. Um, yeah, I also noticed this was under the Black Label, not under like YG specifically. I think so. Oh, okay. I hope that you know gives her more opportunity to write more and sort of um, take more risks with some of the music choices that she does too. So. I'm excited. 
Nice. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, more, I'm more so excited for what's to come than with this, even though I still really enjoyed this. Cool. And I, I'm also interested because I want her to be more free, like free to create her own music and, and her own uh, like art. But I would be just really interested to see what they do and how they're going to manage that. Like, are they going to... Uh, let's like because i like lisa produces a lot of or she's in a lot of like dance videos but then uh, i i I hope that they just let rose like kind of just release more things and we we get to see more of her yeah yeah i couldn't agree with you guys anymore okay uh we have another serving of healthy uh, grains and um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, soy and uh, basically non-meat items to serve you guys. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll play a fun game by Alan Mark and talk about uh, our second artist of the uh, episode. So stick around. Uh, we'll be right back on the B-side. Alright, welcome back to the B-Side. As you know, every single week we like to play a game uh, just to keep things light and entertaining. So this week's game is brought to you by Alan Mark. Uh, I'm going to give it to, or I'm going to throw it to him and he's going to let us know what Steven and I are going to play. Yes, so this is a plant-based episode. So you will be getting <laughs> a plant-based game. So instead of a quick bite, this is a Fresh bite. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So uh, essentially, uh, I am going to, you'll take turns. Uh, I'll be listing different uh, either rose based foods or wood slash tree based foods. Oh my God. And then you will have to guess (laughs) is it food or or did I make this up? (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) did did i pick up this food on the ground (laughs) so or did it rebound yeah it'll make sense as we go on it's pretty straightforward honestly okay Um, please please tell me there's a slideshow presentation there there is not this is the first time in weeks that i haven't done one i'm so sorry (laughs) wow okay okay. i'm gonna okay i'm gonna have to visualize this i guess yeah all right so uh but first uh i have to decide the order of uh, how this is going to go. So one of you will get the rose-based food. The other one will get the wood-based food. <laughs> and to determine this... Uh, so, Steven, since you won the last head-to-head matchup between you and Chuck, I'll give you the choice. Uh, pick one of these two numbers. 315 or 709. I'll go 709. All right, 709. So, Steven, you will be doing the wood-based food. (laughs) And Chuck will be doing the rose-based food. (laughs) 
Is there a reason why you should, or there's just random numbers? Uh, no, uh, 315 is the Pokedex number for Roselia, and <laughs> 709 wow. is the is Pokedex Wudu. number for Trevenant. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is a ghost tree Pokemon. Oh, okay. I did not choose Sudowoodo because Sudowoodo is a rock type Pokemon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we missed a lot of. I guess we're gonna, not going to get as many emails this week. <laughs> Had you gone. Sudo, yeah, exactly. You, you, yeah. you didn't go the controversial route. The, the forethought. Yeah, I had that forethought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so all right. Uh, I sorry, do sorry. have the. Uh, so you'll be alternating, and I do have a rose-based food first. So Chuck, you will be going first. Okay. All right. So food number one: rose petal jam. Is that real or is it not real? That sounds very real. So I'm gonna say real. All right. All right, cool. You will find out if you're right or not at the end of it all. <laughs> oh, man. The, the anticipation. All right. Steven. Mm-hmm. Chocolate bark. That is real. Mm, that's right. very good. Cool, I cool, love cool. That all right. Chuck. Rose sausage. <laughs> Based on what you said. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say yes, that's real. Rose sausage, you're going to say it's real? Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yes. <laughs> this is the dumbest game I've thought of. <laughs> I love this. All right, Steven, mm-hmm. your next your next one is <laughs> sorry. This is so dumb. Your next one is bark bread. <laughs> Whoa, uh, I'll go not not real. All right, is human food. Oh, okay. That's your final answer. Not real for yeah. bark bread. Yeah, not real. Yeah. All right. Chuck, next up, Rose Chutney. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say real. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna say real. All right, you're gonna say real for Rose Chutney. All right, Stephen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> next up. So if he laughs, yeah, it's not real. Yeah, it's... <laughs> All right, next up for Steven is tree ham. <laughs> with a with a C or <laughs> tree uh, chickpea ham? No, it's just tree ham. <laughs> okay, I will say not real. All right, not real for tree ham. Final answer? You sure? Final answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Next up, rose milk. Chuck, rose milk. <laughs> oh, that's that. That is very real. All right. And Stephen, 
Cherry wood salad. Cherry wood salad. Uh, I will also say not real for this. All right. So uh, that's all of them. That's all of them. So I will say that Chuck, you got, how many do you have? Four? Three out of four, right? Oh, Oh, darn. Uh, Rose sausage is not real. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I wanted it to be real. It's real in my heart. Mm -hmm. And then Steven, out of four, you got three, right? Also, bark bread is real. (laughs) Well, what is it? It's I, I it's it's bark it's bark bread. Okay. <laughs> Steven, I was trying to sabotage myself so that you would get you would get the win this week, but you you played yourself. Played yeah, bark Whoa. bread is real. There's a Wikipedia page for it too. Oh man. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So because you both tied, there will be a tiebreaker. And it is based off of how I decided who gets what food. So uh, I have a random Pokemon generator in front of me. I will generate a random Pokemon and you have to guess uh, the number closest to its Pokedex number. Ooh, that's a very good tiebreaker. Let me, I actually don't know how many Steven, you're lucky because I I, I am not as uh, knowledgeable unless it's between 1 and 151. Oh, I am right. the same. Okay, well, there are a total of 893 Pokemon, oh, so whoever gets closest <laughs> to this Pokemon will be the winner. Okay. <laughs> All right, and I generated... Oh, God, how do you pronounce that? Fletchender. Oh. <laughs> I don't know who that Fletchender. Is. Would you like to guess first? Um... Let me see if... Do you have a order? I have no idea. Uh, just order? whoever wants to throw uh, out okay. first. Uh, Wait, is it first to or closest to? Closest to. First two, okay. you're all going to be here forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll guess... Um, um, 600 and... One. Okay, I'll go lower. I'll do three hundred and ninety-eight. Right. Now you have to do math. <laughs> no, I realize Chuck, you said three hundred ninety-eight. Steven, you said six hundred and one. One. Yes. So for Fletchender, its Pokedex number is. 662. So, oh. Steven, you win this week. <laughs> I almost guessed the devil's number. <laughs> oh, Ooh, that would have been close. Oh, yes. Wow. Steven, Congratulations. You are, you're pulling a me and you're just racking up all these wins. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm excited. I nice. don't know what the number is right now, but I'll do the count at the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But uh, I, I, it's safe to say that your cat, you're probably I'm tied with me. Up, yeah. Yeah. So. Congratulations, Steven. Yes, congratulations oh, for winning the fresh bite of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that. 
That was great. That was fun. Steamed okay, thanks. Tree ham. <laughs> tree ham. Mm, wash it down with some. <laughs> or for dessert, you can have some Rose bark milk. bread. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Is it like a dessert bread? No. <laughs> it's like a bread for survival, I think. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay, never mind. <laughs> it's probably made out of wood, right? I don't know. Okay. Thanks again, Alan Mark. But it's nice to to hear your voice, though, because we're going to keep hearing it because we're going to need <laughs> you to uh, give the rundown. So it's, it's I, I hope you didn't uh, use up all your voice uh, with that game. But uh, we're going to jump straight ahead into our second uh, release of the month, uh, second single of the month. Um, as Alan Mark has alluded to, it's by uh, Woods. Woods. Um, so I'll uh, I'll let Alan Mark do more explaining on our second rundown of the week. All right. So yeah, second half of this episode, we are talking about Woods. So Woods, uh, born Cho Seung Yun. Yun. Sorry, Cho Seung Yun. In, is a South Korean singer-songwriter under Yehua Entertainment. Uh, prior to his music career, he actually tried to pursue a football, you know, American soccer career, being a part of a youth development system in Brazil for, uh, oh, in his teens. Though not initially fond of K-pop, he did find solace through Korean music when feeling homesick, uh, watching Music Bank, and doing that, sparked his desire to pursue a music career. Uh, then when he came back to, uh, to South Korea, he became a YG trainee. After some failed auditions with other companies like SM and JYP, he ended up joining a group called uh, Unique, U-N-I-Q, uh, and with their pre-debut team, which was... Uh, Unique was actually a collaboration between YG and Yehua to create a Korean-Chinese boy group that would debut in both countries. And they officially debuted on October 16th, 2014. Uh, throughout Unique's tenure, they would release fewer songs over time, allowing other members to focus on different careers. Some of them went to more acting, while Seung Yoon uh, focused more on some solo work. So uh, in August 14th, 2015, he would start the music collective uh, MOLA, Mola, um, which included at the time Jamie Park, aka Park Jimin, formerly of 15 and, and the producer Nathan. Uh, they would eventually add Pentagon's Kino, 17's Vernon, and the guitarist Ho Ho to this group. So pretty stacked, actually. Yeah. And then Seung Yun would then participate in the rap competition show Show Me the Money Five, but would be eliminated in early rounds. Uh, but not after garnering some fans from his uh, performances there. Then he would finally make his own solo debut under the name Luizi on July 29th of that year uh, with the self-produced song Recipe, collaborating with fellow Show Me The Money competitor and rapper Flowsick. Uh, Seung Yun then would finally appear under the name Woods for the first time in 2018 as a producer for other artists such as Eden, Super Junior D&E, and, e, and June. Uh, he would then debut as a performer under the name Woods with the digital single uh, Pool on May 12th, 2018. Uh, then in 2019, he would participate on the survival show Produce X 101, 
where he would become one of the final members uh, of the group X1 that debuted from that show. Uh, they would debut on August 27th, 2019 with the single Flash, but that group's career was short-lived as scandals regarding voter, mani- voter manipulation for that show were proven, and that group would disband on January 6th, 2020. Uh Throughout that time, uh, Seung-yoon would then continue solo activities as Woods, leading up to his recent release, Set, a single album released on March 15th, 2021. All right. That was a lot more extensive. Yeah. Than, uh, I, didn't than even, I didn't even note uh, one piece of trivia. He spent a year in the Philippines, and that's where he learned English. <laughs> Oh. oh, wow. Yeah. So he also knows Tagalog, I think. So is that? Wow. <laughs> is, is he saying phrases like, uh, simple? Or what, what did Chris Evans say? In that, <laughs> uh, cell, phone, cell phone commercial? Oh, oh I, I forgot. It's like simple. Yeah. Something, a <laughs> or I don't know, something. That's probably, he probably learned from Chris Evans. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, so uh, as Al Marcus said, we're going to be covering uh, Woods' uh, single entitled Set, um, which has three tracks, uh, with the lead single being Feel Like. So let's just start it off there. Um, Steven, uh, what did this song feel like to you? Oh, man, okay. Uh, <laughs> actually, one song it reminded me of was Kai's recent song, mm-hmm. Mm. mostly like with the chorus because it, I I just felt that this song it like just oozes cool and even before yeah, I watched the video my note was this is a song you put on like the jukebox that no one in the bar will complain about or like no one will dispute it's just like it's, it has it's just so cool and like I, I don't know I, that's the same word I'm gonna use when we talk about the video it it, it just feels really like it, like the lights should be a little low and like I, I don't know it, it has a really good sound to it um, he yeah. he felt it felt from the just for the baseline itself it just felt like this was gonna be some like suave song some like debonair type performance um, s- smooth like cool like you're saying um but yeah, I I was I was thinking I was getting like, uh, especially towards the latter half of the song. But uh, the fact that it, obviously that bass line is what hits you at the very beginning, and it's just uh, as Alan Mark would describe it, it just gives you that stank stank bass face. It just is so so um, just like. Yeah, it, it, I forget the word for when something's like just like hits you like on your like deepest core. It just like reverberates my body, and it's just like so, um, just oozing. Like you're saying, oozing. It just makes me want to ooze, and uh, not, not that way. <laughs> <laughs> not that way. But <laughs> two hands to the mic. <laughs> yeah, two two hands away from the mic. Yes, um, but it. I I was just. I was like, I want to, I, cause like, I didn't, I didn't really know anything about Woods or, you know, I didn't know, um, anything about from Unique or anything like that. But, uh, so this is kind of my first time experiencing this guy and man, whoa, he is, he is, he's just, 
Uh, there's no better way to say it than what Steven said. He is just cool. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought I, I, I wrote a note. I said, this is, this is Prince if he was mm. Korean. And I think that's, I was thinking a lot of, of, uh, just Prince's, um, discography and just thinking it, when I mentioned, like it gets into like this rock and rolly type section with the, um, guitar solo and everything I, I was just it just reminded me a lot of, of prince and like prince is like the epitome of cool and um and and, and yeah just every, everything about prince and so like uh, i'll get to it more into the music video but you can definitely sense there's sort of like a not on not necessarily an homage but like a lot of inspiration from these kind of um you know these you know, cool, you know, these, uh, you know, uh, I can't think of, I don't I know say, but word, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. It's just, it's just, it's just cool. It's just uh, the, uh, just something you want to just, ex- uh, like mimic. You just want to be that person. And so it makes sense. Um, with this song, um, Alan Mark, did you, uh, did you have similar thoughts or, um, uh, did you also, did you hate the song? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go exactly opposite of what Steven says after those comments <laughs> yes, on Rose's yeah. songs. No, I know. No. <laughs> I can't believe he wants on the ground versus gone. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I I do really love this song as well. Uh, I think on top of being cool, this also felt very sexy. Like yeah. with the, mm. I mean, the song starts off with like people breathing, you know, and then, um, but the I think the guitar, how they like the texture of the guitar and how it sort of wails, is also very like has that sense of sexiness to it that Chucky alluded to Prince. Like that's something that Prince also did. He that was a sexy man right there. So, um, and he pushed that out with how he, uh, played guitar too. So I feel like that sort of has that same feel too. Um, yeah. Cause like, I think before getting into this, I didn't know too much about woods. Like his music showed up a little bit on probably my Spotify discover weeklies. But I'd never paid attention enough until this. So um, I kind of knew to expect like an alternative R&B vibe. But uh, it's this was really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't have a lot of notes like arrangement-wise. Yeah. Um, I mean, you already touched on the bass. I like the guitar a lot. But <clears throat> it really just is such a vibe. I mean, this entire single album is such a vibe. Yeah. Um, and... Like, um, I just I think what I wasn't expecting was how much of a performer Woods was, which I, we'll get mm-hmm. to that in the music video. Oh, he's so I great in that wanna video. I want to add, I was just listening to the song. I, I was getting, like, if you were to speed up the that bass line, it could be like a ZZ Top riff. And then like Ooh. the guitar solos, that could also be like, it that gave me a lot of ZZ Top too. Just like <laughs> that biker bar type of yeah. music. Um, oh, I love that reference. If I can... I want to mention that I didn't know too much about Woods before this year. Uh, but then I like last month, I also just found him on Spotify and I listened to his mini album, Whoops, which I really liked. I can say if I heard it last year, my best of list would have been different because Ooh, there are a couple mm. songs on there I really like. Like On My Own is, a, I love that song. I think it, I think that's like a top tier <laughs> Ooh, song. Wow. just with it, it it's a very intricate arrangement and it really interesting song 
a far kind of a far cry from any song on on this mini album or on these uh on this three song album um and there's another duet with jamie on on uh whoops called sweater which is really good uh i won't have much time to listen to listen to it because it's warming up and it will no longer be yeah sweater weather. but it it's a perfect song for for that kind of mood but uh yeah so i was pretty excited coming into this and i i would say right now it had it not let me down so yeah we can yeah for the uh, record i think i could speak for uh steven when i say that uh i think saying the word sexy is very awkward for the both of us and i think when we when we said cool we really meant sexy but here just hearing myself say it it's just i i never say that word um Maybe I'll try and say it more, but um, it doesn't sound uh, right coming out of my mouth either. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a slight hesitation. You no, just I've like, said it like four sex. episodes in a row now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It still doesn't feel right. Song is very sexual in nature. <laughs> it's like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, um, I think uh, if you saw what Alan Mark was wearing over the weekend, that that guy, that guy would say sexy. He he could just whisper that in my ear, and I'd be like, "Oh, I'm, I, what?" <laughs> I, I, he he can whisper. He can say the word "sexy" in my ear, and then um, I would be I would be showing Woods. Oh, anyway. <laughs> what? Who is wearing what? What? Uh, we'll we'll tell you later, okay, Steve. Okay, okay. But uh, just know that uh, um, uh, Alamark debuted his new hairstyle. I don't know if you noticed, Stephen, but oh, he shaved the sides of his head. It's all oh, gone, yeah. and oh, so yeah. he had he had it. He had a beautiful outfit mm. and fantastic. He had his hair kind of flowing all to one side. Oh, anyway, we made yeah. the joke that he's turning. I he's maybe it's the podcast or maybe it's the more of the K-pop we're listening to, but he's slowly turning into a full fledged K-pop artist. Oh. Oh, no. yeah, look, uh, at, yeah. look at that. He, Alan Mark was like, he's, he was like touching his hair. I'm sorry, I didn't say anything. I know <laughs> you're trying good. to get me to trying to get me to say something, but, <laughs> but no, I like sorry. I, yeah, no. <laughs> I'll pay no, attention just, next time. Can't believe yeah. it. Steve. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, you're so cool, Alan Mark. So cool. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Eventually. enough. Uh, enough okay, talking. Yeah. Enough us uh, just uh, admiring each other. Um, I I don't think I, I I think we should just move on to the music video because the man that music video just is like a exclamation point to the to the already great song and like you were saying Stephen you were thinking like this <laughs> this would be like um a song that like maybe like you're in a biker bar and then like all these people are playing pool or like drinking it's like. You know, a lot of like tough toughness happening, and then like this random dude just comes in, plays it, plays the song in the jukebox, and then everyone kind of looks at him and then approves of the song choice. That 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 is exactly the music video, or like you know, well, he starts off by himself, obviously, but um, he eventually gathers more people to hang out with him. Um, but I I couldn't help but get a lot of. Michael Jackson vibes from this music video, um, especially. Um, oh shoot, what's the song? What, what song is it where he's doing? Um, he he does the lean. He's wearing the white outfit with the Smooth white criminal. fedora hat. Smooth yeah. criminal. 
that's this music video just screams uh, smooth criminal, especially with uh, uh, Woods's outfit. I keep saying Woods because I keep thinking of pseudo voodoo. Um, <laughs> Woods's outfit. Um, he's wearing like a loose unbuttoned white shirt with black pants and he's got black gloves like come on like that's that's michael jackson like he's even doing like michael jackson moves mm-hmm. when he like kind of uh leans to one side and like uh juts his hand out to the other um so i i was thinking of the smooth criminal um music video where he where michael jackson walks into this like jazz bar or something like that like everyone's looking at him um thinking like oh what are you doing here uh Anyway, uh, yeah, it's just it was just so it was so cool. I it was I I had no idea who this guy was, and it's just it's just fun out of nowhere to just get this like oh I really like this guy kind of vibes. Uh, so yeah, I don't re- really remember. I think there's another scene in the garage. Anyway, what 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 are your guys' thoughts on uh, on uh, this this MV? I mean, I I like the parking structure like dance scenes with other dancers. I thought those were some, I like the moves there. Um, again, I will use the term, the, the term, the word cool, but Whoa, specifically in Whoa. the scene when he's like, uh, where they switched his like yellow shirt and he has those sunglasses. Oh yes. Was, yeah. Oh that, yeah. The, like I call them the bad bunny sunglasses. <laughs> mm. <laughs> to me, they were like, when when Snoopy puts on his glasses to uh, take on <laughs> oh, his yeah, alter yeah. ego Joe Cool, like <laughs> oh yeah 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 that that too I forgot like, yeah, yeah that too even like I the sunglasses they're not like stylish or like they're but they're like they are fashionable in a way that's like they're I like he he pulls them off but um, that whole scene of him just dancing on the bridge of that Ibanez was it's with oh like, I forgot How it was did so I cool that? and then. Um, yeah, uh, like with the the scene of him in the in the bar uh, alone, that reminded me a little bit of I think it's was it Gashina Sami's mm. video where she's like just kind of dancing around with the milkshake in that in that video. Was that yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that was Gashina. Yeah, uh, I, I I think I think, I think you really, meant yeah. to mention, or I think you meant to say it's a music pub. Right, as uh, indicated <laughs> on the pub. neon sign, yeah, well, it's, music it's also pub. a jazz pub. I think that's what the other sign said. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. sorry. It, it was, it's both jazz slash music pub because um, they're very, very different things. Yeah. <laughs> How did I forget about that guitar sequence? Man, that was awesome. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. the elect- uh, electricity like, flowing through yeah. the strings. <laughs> oh, so yeah. cool. It's a guitar hero. Like yeah. back to that. Um, Alan Mark, did you think this music video was? Sexy, of course it was, dude. It's still weird. Oh, it's, still weird. So, it's still weird. <laughs> but yeah, it was. It was very cool, very sexy, very crazy, sexy, cool, all that. Um, but like, uh, I think Love that movie. Yeah, it's sort of rewatching it now. It sort of reminds me, uh, not necessarily thematically, but attitude-wise, to Chung Ha's uh, "Gotta Go" a little bit. Um, I think it just has that sort of sexy, cool attitude with the choreo and sort of like dancing in a uh, room alone kind of stuff. Um, that's where I saw some parallels. Um, Outfit-wise, uh, I think you mentioned when he was dancing on the Ibanez. I noticed it more uh, when he was dancing surrounded by the motorcycles. 
Cause that yellow outfit, because it's like sort of a low crop. It's kind of a crop, but it's very low. So that every time he stretches arms up, you did see some uh, some stomach, which was cool. Um, but I also like the shoulder pads a lot in that. I thought that created a cool silhouette. Um, so that's probably my favorite outfit um, out of it all. Um, and yeah, just performance-wise too. I think I mentioned this on the Wano episode, how um, when... Um, especially male uh, solo idols sort of uh, dance a bit more androgynously. Um, I think that is uh, sort of a difference in what you'd expect here in the Western um, in Western performances. And like, it's just, I think that's why it's just so like powerful yet smooth. So that's why it's so cool, but sexy. Like that's, I mean, that's a lot of the vibe we're getting a lot with soloists. So um, I guess now I should just be expecting it, but it's so good every time that like it's always such a it's a fun watch regardless. Yeah, I also really liked the ending. Where oh yeah, it just pops to him in his uh, like that very bare bones kind of studio, and it, it's like that. That was just kind of his dream of what type of artist. I think he would be. But then it's it's also the sense of this the past three minutes he was just showing that's actually who he is. <laughs> and like so it's kind of this fun, like almost a f- false sense of modesty, but he get does he's like it's very self-aware too. So I, I I really like that very quick touch at the end. He he um I don't know if he he should pr- probably double down on that persona because he's he's fitting that mold pretty well especially I I, I want to point out like I mean you really I think we already touched uh really quick or we already touched on it but I just want to briefly uh, reiterate like how great of a dancer he is and like how smooth his moves are how smooth of a criminal he is um and. He, it's just, this guy came out of nowhere for me. And it's just so fun to immediately, like, fall in love with an artist this way. And, yeah, it's just, uh, you don't, I mean, with a lot of, like, Alan Mark, like you were saying, with a lot of soloists, uh, this is kind of what you we're going to keep, we're going to be expecting from them. But I don't know, it just, I don't necessarily, I it, there's always, like, a sense of, like, oh, it's a K-pop artist, though. But this guy... He, he doesn't like. I'm not like associating K-pop with him. I'm just associating him with like being a very sexy and mm-hmm. cool artist in general. Like outside of K-pop, and like I don't know. It's just it's uh yeah. It's that was fun. That was a fun music video to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my expectations are also sort of shifting because when I think soloists. And especially R&B soloists, I think of more like Crush and Dean who don't like, aren't like idols. They are right. like, you know, um, Just songwriters, singers. singers yeah. yeah. And like, so, but then now we're seeing more idols do this more alternative R&B style, which they are mixing with their talent to dance, which uh, I think feels very, uh, I don't know if it's surprising, but it's definitely different for me from what I'm used to and listening to. Uh, but also... I'm listening to a lot more K-pop now than I used to. So, <laughs> are you saying uh, we won't validate Woods until he uh, does a colors YouTube video <laughs> with the microphone is like <laughs> ten feet in the air and you just try to sing to it from above? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So, um, 
That would have been so great if one of you, if Alamark, you were like, ha, touche. Oh, um, man. Because. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, we'll fit it in there somewhere. Um, but <laughs> but let's move on to um, let's move on to the second track on this single, uh, touche, to touch. Um, it's funny that they're going with a French word. I know it's just a colloquial term now. Um, but this was, you know, with the trends of very R&B singer, or like releases and everything, this was very much that Latin R&B style um, that seems to be very commonplace now with a lot of release, with a lot of these groups. I think we've mentioned, um, we mentioned this type of song multiple times on multiple episodes. And so... In a way, I I liked it, but in a way, I'm I'm also somewhat getting a fatigue towards this because I didn't really. It just sounded like that. Um, I what's a recent artist that we covered that has that kind of? I I, I don't Chunga? remember exactly. Well, yeah, was it Chunga? Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh man, that was that feels like ages. Ago. <laughs> she actually um, just yes. dropped uh, the Spanish, Spanish version, version of Demente. Uh, Demente. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. It was demented. Yep. Um, so, um, yes. I, I outside of the song though, uh, I thought I thought this was another great soul, like like just um, beautiful tr- uh, song by Woods, and um, <clears throat> and uh, I think. I think for me, I I didn't I sorry. Let me let me get gain my thought or let me gather my thoughts. I I think I could have done it without Moon in the track. Uh, you guys may say something different, but I think the I think the the part where Moon kind of comes in. Um, and it goes heavy on that uh, Spanish classical guitar. Is where I, I kind of felt like I didn't really need that with the song. I kind of like just the smoothness of Woods all throughout. Um, but I get it. I get why you need to have um, that that uh, difference in tones and everything in your song. Anyway, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that I, I really love the song. And um, and uh, yeah, I I it, it reminded me of... Um, uh, I would say early two thousands R and B with the um, the 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 in- introduction of like sort of random scattered sounds um, and it I, I don't know if I was th- I'm trying to think of um, the specific producer who does this kind of style but it it was very much um, just the layering of multiple sounds from both left and right ears and just just layering it on top of each other just to kind of complement everything going on that 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 speaks a lot of like 2000s to me um uh but yeah i what else did i write for my notes i did notice like a little bit with the intro maybe it, it carries through it but the um i was getting a uh not a ska but the with the way the guitar the the guitar riffs were hitting it kind of gave me like a surfer vibe at the very beginning um 
And it, it was weird. It was like I knew it was they were going with more Spanish R and B, you know, Latin R and B. Um, but yeah, it was just in re-listening to the song over and over again, I was getting a, a like a surfer ska vibe as well. I don't know if that was intentional, but I'm, I'm gonna throw it to you guys who probably have more compiled thoughts, more <laughs> concise thoughts. Um, yeah, any uh, anybody who has uh, some fun thoughts about the song. I mean, I've, one thing I would just first say is I liked Moon a lot on this. Um, mm, okay. <laughs> uh, and I did like her kind of sudden entrance into the song. Like, I didn't know when she <laughs> yeah. would come in. And it didn't make this song like, I guess, a duet traditionally. But it, I wanted to kind of understand wh- what her, like how she came in, what that meant in the song. Um, so, so I looked up the lyrics and the line right before she comes in is, it's also part of like the chorus or pre-chorus. It says, why is there no warmth in my conversation with you? And I think maybe that once he says that they're like continuing this dialogue. And, um, I, I kind of, that's what I'm thinking her, her role in the song is and kind of the way uh, CL in Rosario was like they recruited her specifically for that part. They that's how they wanted Moon to fit in here. They had like a specific role for the other singer in the in like the story they were trying to tell with this. Um, so I liked her tone a lot uh, in this and her introduction at the same time as that flamenco y guitar. Yeah. You. Um... You you reminded me. Did we hear another song? Was this sampled from something? The part in the chorus where it's like. I think it just sounds similar to Rosario. Oh, is that is that it then? Is that that what's happening? Yeah, I I can't remember. It sounds like we've heard that before. That little like that little riff. Um, I'll I'll go. Li- I'll listen to it. Um. Oh, I think the intro of Rosario has a similar melody. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I remember we, we made a note about that exact set of notes. That's why it's like, it was like bugging me the whole time I was listening to that song. Um, but that, that'd be funny if uh, it was just a straight, or maybe it's pulled from something. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because uh, the Alan Rosario goes... That's how CL starts off that song. And it's sort of similar to um, that part in this song. The, the, I mean, they're both like probably go on the same, like similar scale or something like that. So that's probably why. Mm, thank you. Yeah, that was bugging me. Oh my God. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the episode that you weren't on. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, uh, Alamark, did you, what are your thoughts on uh, Touche? Yeah, uh, I actually really love this song like a lot. <laughs> like the more I listened to it, <laughs> the more this one stood out uh, versus the oh. other two for me. Um, uh, like I do like Moon in this. Like it's sort of an unexpected. Like her verse at least is unexpected. Uh, but I think what sort of drew me to this song at first is because when I first listened to this album, this song kind of just like came and went. 
And I was like, wait, did I listen to that song? Because I never felt like I heard an actual like chorus in a way. And maybe it's just how they structured this song. And then I realized, oh, I think the chorus is actually when it goes to the... the which is like super like it's soft it's like it doesn't it's not a build-up it's sort of like a just like a motif that comes in and out but i guess if that's the closest thing you could have to a chorus in this song which i thought was interesting like versus our expectations of songs building up into like this super like punch in the face type of chorus this uh i like how subdued this was, and it's very understated, which I actually really like. I think it fits this mood very well. Um, and yeah, I like Moods verse. I like. I actually really like the Spanish guitar that they throw in there because it's such a nice texture change versus mm-hmm. sort of that more ska-sounding chord that I think you were mentioning, Chuck. Um, so uh, yeah, and also um, Ho-Ho, the guitarist that's in Mola, is credited in this song. Um, so that's probably him doing that guitar stuff doing, and it's really good too. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I don't have too many notes, but it's this song sort of crept up on me the past like day or so. And like the more I listen to it, the more I enjoy it just cause melodically it's very interesting to me. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I had that same experience of listening it to the first time and just like, I heard it, but then it didn't really like register until yeah. I went back to it. But uh, yeah, I, I I would probably say this is my favorite on on the three of the three, um, I guess of the day. <laughs> but um, <laughs> oh, uh, I just had some other like instrument notes. I like the guitar that it was it was subdued and like quiet. I think it had the delay pedal to give it that little extra sound, uh, and then I liked. Sometimes when the kick drum would drop out and then when it comes back, it's just really, it really works well. Or it's just very effective in giving some punch to when it comes back. Yeah. But yeah, really like this. Song. Nice. Okay. So let's talk about the last track of this album. Rebound. I believe it was entirely in English. Um, I don't know how much of the other songs are in English, uh, but this one was entirely in English. And it's funny because the first time I heard it, I had no idea I was listening to English. I, I guess I was just so uh, so used to just hearing all the Korean that I just the English started to sound like Korean sounds. I guess I don't know. Um, but I <laughs> so when I listened to it again, I was like. Oh crap! It is in English. Okay, sorry. Uh, I just I, I just had that phenomenon, and I thought it was pretty funny. But um, but uh, I only have two notes, and they're similar. Um, because this this song for me, uh, it 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 has, it has a lot of you know your typical alternative R and B type kind of waviness to it. It has that weird synth that kind of like flows back and forth in your ears um, and has that like sort of uh, high, like that that um, really light tapping. Uh, I don't know if it's hitting the snare, the rim of the snare drum or something, but just it's not really relying on 
a lot of um, percussion, except for like, you know, the chorus, obviously. But um, I think what this song really showed was Woods' vocal ability. And man, he absolutely has bars. He like hits at the beginning of the, the, the song, he just hits you right away with like that really, um, that really like heartfelt type singing and then in the like the first instances of the chorus he like be- like you know screams it and he just like hits these notes that are incredible and then at the end of the song uh, i'm sure we'll all take that or we'll all talk about that note but man um i'll just start our conversation by by saying that he he has got bars it is beautiful he like hits he he like takes it to another level and like that really is what this song is for me it's just a um uh, an example of his ability to sing and what a great ability it is or what a cool <laughs> ability uh his singing is or uh, you know what i mean but uh yeah I, I i'm curious to know of any other like specific uh instrumental parts that stood out to you guys about this song yeah, I don't have a lot of notes, uh, but uh, like this song really reminded me of like the weekend. Um, that's sort of like the real the vibe, the tone to uh, his. I mean, his voice like hitting his higher register stuff, uh, and also like the textures of the arrangement as well. I really got like that weekend vibe, like alternative R and B that you're hearing. I think probably earlier weekend, I would say too. Um, but yeah, like, um, yeah, I don't have too much to note about it. I think this song, I need a few more lessons to really uh, absorb more of it, I feel. Um, but it is, I mean, it's, it's a really nice song. Uh, I think it might be a little too mellow for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're uh, going to uh, agree with you How about his vocal talent, though. Like, it's nice because the other two didn't really show off as much, but this one really... I think he really pushed himself. So, yeah, I think what uh, Alan Markey had said earlier about this whole package—that it was really like a vibe—and that's like I wrote that word for this song. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I felt like this was kind of moody, and but it was like this really is a vibe, and I I, I liked the kind of contrasts in like the kind of heavy bass and then there were these lighter like higher the higher sounds felt lighter so it felt like, like there's this difference in, in the weight that the instruments had and then his voice was also like really high uh or yeah he hit, he hit those really high notes um but something I, when i was first when i was listening to this it was hard for me to like catch the beat in the beginning of the song like until the drums came in so i kind of liked how it felt like i was just kind of floating and then until the drums came in where it gave it more like shape um so i thought that was really interesting to to hear uh but then i just have to say my favorite part was the bridge where it's just just so so pretty and like Mm -hmm. again some maybe a little contrast it, like lyrically with how the music sounds a little it's more it's like a happier sound in the in the section but it's still a sad like kind of wistful uh lyric 
Um, I like the song too, but I think a lot of the melody I, I didn't didn't really captivate me too much um, before the bridge. Hmm. Cool. Um, well said. Well said, everyone. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, one more note. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. This song is actually. Uh, it's a lot. I, I thought it was a lot like one of his songs I called "Different." Um, this is most similar, or that's the only other song I know of his that's like similar to this. And I, I really like "Different." There's a kind of a rap singing section in that that's really good, and I was surprised. I didn't know that he went. He was on "Show Me the Money," but um, it that's that's a really good song too. So I, I recommend checking out "Different" and on my own if you want like two really two of my favorite uh wood songs did you uh so did you you're saying like you only recently got into woods like in january so yeah like yeah like last month it's probably when i heard (laughs) his songs for real yeah that's so that's that's funny um yeah because because when did he uh i i i what, when was uh, he on your radar, uh, Alan Mark? Like, when did you did you listen to anything prior to to this album? Probably or on, this release. Probably just an accident, just like playing yeah. my Spotify weekly. If he showed up there, then he showed up. But I probably didn't note enough. Though I might probably find that I saved one of his like 2019 songs back in the day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but this is the first time I actually like paid attention. Like, oh, this is Woods. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to conclude by saying, like, I, I Woods for me came out of nowhere, and uh, like, just like a lot of artists that we cover, it's it's uh, my first time really diving deep. Um, and so for Woods, I I don't know what the fandom is, but I'm also creeping towards that that uh, that that realm because I I truly truly um, think this is a th- this guy is an incredible uh, performer and singer and. Um, even if he has like a playful side, it's it's cool like to see both sides of that. Like, uh, I, I, um, yeah, I am a hundred percent a fan. Um, I and it's it was. I, that's why I, I feel bad because I I don't hate on Rose. Obviously, Lisa is my bias, but I I would I. It was nice to have listened to this album after Rose because it. This this kind of music was, I guess, what I was imagining. Not not this one specifically, but you know, in the sense like, um, not a stripped down is what I was trying to say. And like this one is like a really, really, really beautiful package of songs and inc- like gr- a great introduction to Woods. And so, um, yeah, I am for sure a big fan now. Yeah, so. um, Woods's fandom name. There is one. It is actually Treeham. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's, his random name is Moods. Oh, so, okay. which, which actually like works that. really well. I like Moods. Yeah. It, it fits. <laughs> what a callback. What a callback. <laughs> I wish it was Treeham. I, what if, our, what if uh, Ham's fandom name is Treeham? Ooh. Uh, well, we're claiming that right now. Okay. Or um, 
no, no, no. Yeah, Treham. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm just laughing at that still. Um, but uh, yeah, do you guys have any uh, final thoughts on any of our uh, artists that we covered or collectively? Your thoughts um, collectively about them? I would just want to add or just shout out Nathan because he, the, the songwriter that um, Woods works with a lot um, or I guess they are in the same group, um, MOLA. Um, but together, like the two of them, they feel like a very formidable songwriting duo. And yeah, I, I'm i really excited for what they do in the future. Um, and I guess like Woods as, as himself too. But like, yeah, together, they seem like a really good pair, uh, very compatible Um yeah, was this this uh, single? I think it shows some more like versatility in terms of what he does. Coming from what I knew of his music, and yeah, again, just pretty excited. Um, yeah, I think that's that's it. Cool. Yeah, and for me, I mean, this opened up my eyes to Woods. Uh, I mean, this is music that I would listen to no matter what language it is. For, anyway, like this is I've been listening to. Alternative R and B, uh, similar stuff like this, like for a while anyway. Outside of uh, like Korean music, so it I mean it fit my aesthetics a lot. So, um, what I think what is most interesting to me, at least for this episode as a whole, it's really interesting seeing like Woods now having been sort of a music producer for a few years now, and him like really coming into his own with his style really. This like you have you could get a real sense of who he is as a songwriter, versus uh, Rose, who's really just starting off as a songwriter now. Um, now that she's being able to release music with her name and as a songwriter credit, so um, it just makes me hope that uh, they give her more of that freedom to really discover more of herself musically. And um, yeah, it's it makes me excited for to see how. The singer-songwriters in Korea are able to continue producing. Fantastic. Well, thank you everyone for choosing to dine with us. We really hope you enjoyed your meal and hope you or hope to see you next time. Uh, please make sure to check us out on uh, all the podcast platforms. Uh, sorry, I just like try to remember right now. Sorry, let me start again. Chuck, remember to edit that. Please make sure to check us. Suck. Please make sure to check out our other episodes on all the podcast platforms and make sure to give us a good tip. We uh, love hearing your feedback. And speaking of feedback, Stephen is waiting with bated breath uh, to send or to read your emails. So make sure to send them to howyoucaneat at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on all of these socials at howyoucaneat. We are on Twitter, we are on Instagram, and we are slowly getting on TikTok, uh, uh, fully spearheaded by Alan Mark. Um, if you have not known, is a viral TikTok star in the K-pop world. So just, you know, that's, that's the bar we're going to set our standards to. Just if you haven't, check, check him out. I'll let you find out his username just because it's fun. Unless you want to <laughs> shout it out real quick, Mark. You don't have to. Um, you could probably figure it out. It's just his name. 
figure it out. You can find it. Ask ask the um ask the ask the the Luna stands on TikTok. They'll 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 direct you towards uh, his way. Anyway, <laughs> the that's that's it for uh, the three of us. So for Alan, Mark, Stephen, and I, it has been our pleasure being your leaders. So long, stay safe out there, and we'll see you next feast. See ya. See ya. Roses are dead. Love is fake.